Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Yes, it's the Gay Family Series, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers, it's evening, and Liz and George are settling down in the living room. George is reading the paper, and Liz is sitting across the room looking at him. Liz, what are you looking at me like that for? Are you sad about something? Yes. I've been thinking about the play we're going to do at the women's club. Oh, that's enough to make anyone sad. Now, perk up. I can't, George. I was just thinking, I'll probably be a big success in the lead. And opening night, there'll be a talent scout in the audience, and he'll take me to Hollywood, and I'll be a big movie star. And... Oh, George, I'm going to miss you so. <laughs> well, Liz, before you go, will you do me a favor? Of course, darling. Let me have your autograph. <laughs> You're making fun of me. But I want you to know, no matter how famous I become, I'll never forget you. I'm deeply touched. I wonder what name I ought to take. I think I'll keep the name of Cooper, but Liz isn't fancy enough. Don't you think maybe you're looking a little too far into the future? What do you mean? Well, uh, let's face it. There, there may not even be a talent scout in the audience opening night. Well, I know. And even if there is, he might not offer you a trip to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And even if he did, there's no guarantee that you would become a big star. Well, I know, George. In fact, the only thing you're sure of so far is that you have the lead in the women's club play. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, George, I don't exactly have the lead yet. (laughs) What do you mean, you don't exactly? Well, the tryouts are tomorrow morning. I give up. Here, George. What's this? It's the play we're going to do. It's called The Milkmaid's Dilemma. Or The Lady's Not For Turning. <laughs> oh, fine. Whose idea was it to do that little gem? Mr. Martin, the dramatic coach of the Civic Theater. He's going to judge the tryouts and direct the play. Come on, George, help me rehearse. Oh, honey, I want to read my paper. Wait till you get the part and then rehearse. Well, all right. But I'd be mad if it didn't make such good reading. Good reading? Yes, for my biography when they run it in the fan magazine. My first husband, George, tried to stifle my great dramatic talent. Oh. Oh, Iris, isn't it exciting doing a play? What makes you so sure we're going to be in this play? Mr. Martin hasn't announced who got the roles yet. Well, I know, but I don't see how he can help but choose us. We're bound to get big parts. Oh, sure. Like the play we did last spring. We had big parts in that. The horse in the third act. (laughs) And I had the biggest part of all. (laughs) Well, I just have a hunch I'm going to get the lead in this. Well, I hope you do, girl. Oh, uh, ladies, ladies, could I... Could I have your attention, please? Mr. Martin's going to announce the case. Yeah, good luck, girl. 
For the part of Lady Genevieve, the lead of the play, I have selected some... Yes? Did you wish something, Mrs. Cooper? No. Then why are you standing? I... I was just stretching my legs. Go ahead, read my name. Uh, read the name. For the lead, I have chosen Marge Van Tassel. What? Too bad, girl. Oh, well, oh, Iris, it really doesn't matter. Actually, the second lead is a better part dramatically. Sure. Now for the role of lady-in-waiting Millicent, the second lead, I have... Yes, Mrs. Cooper? Oh, I was just stretching my legs again. Yeah. <laughs> for the second lead, I have selected Betty Ricky. Hmm. Sorry, girl. <laughs> well, frankly, Iris, leading ladies are pretty dull. Give me a meaty character part anytime. Sure. And now for the role of Grandma Snavely, I felt... Mrs. Cooper, if you do any more stretching, you'll have the longest legs in town. Sorry. For the role of Grandma Snavely, the 106-year-old witch... I have chosen Mrs. Atterbury. Now, just a minute. That's a good part for you. Why, nonsense, girl. That part's just made for you. What? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good character role. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I'll probably be cast as a maid. After all, there are no small parts. Just small actors. And for the part of the maid, I have selected Kay St. Clair. Oh, dear. Well, there's still an offstage voice. <laughs> the offstage voice will be done by Barbara Tabor. Well, that takes care of the cast. Well, now, uh, wait a minute, ma'am. Mr. Martin, couldn't you... Uh, well, couldn't Liz maybe be understudy for the lead? Mm, well, all right. No, thanks. You can count me out of your whole crummy play. I don't want any part of it. Oh, now, Liz, don't say things like that. After all, it's for the good of the club. You can count me out of the club, too. Liz, you're acting like a spoiled child. Well, at least somebody thinks I can act. Have you any parts for a spoiled child, Mr. Martin? <laughs> now, Mrs. Cooper, let's not be hasty. An understudy is very important, you know. No, thanks. Well, it's understudy or nothing. Then it's nothing. Now, Liz, please. Don't try to talk me out of it. When I walk out of that door, I'm leaving this club for good. Goodbye. Well, goodbye, girl. <laughs> I'm really going, Iris. I mean it. Well, goodbye. Well, goodbye. And next time, I really am going. <laughs> goodbye. 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 Oh, there's one in every club. Katie, Katie, where are you? I'm out here in the kitchen taking a fallen cake out of the oven Oh, sorry, guess I shouldn't have slammed the door But I'm so mad Oh, it was awful, Katie You didn't get the part you wanted? I didn't even get the part I didn't want <laughs> The only thing they offered me was the part of understudy to the lead well, that's better than nothing. Oh, sure. I have to learn all the lines, and the only chance I get to be in the play is if Marge Van Tassel gets sick. Nothing will happen to her. She's strong as a horse. 
Well, who knows? Even a horse can break a leg. <laughs> yes. Hey, wait a minute. Katie, you've just given me an idea. Mrs. Cooper, you wouldn't break her leg. <laughs> of course not, but something else could happen. Something not so violent. What are you up to? Well, I haven't decided yet, Katie. But I'm going to learn all the lines for the lead role. Something tells me Marge Van Tassel won't be there on opening night. Or my name isn't Liz Cooper. And now a question. Do they have a 4th of July in England? Well, you don't have to enroll with USAPI to find out the answer, but we bet you'll be surprised at the many things you can learn through USAPI courses. Why not get places faster? Let USAPI make a well-informed person of you. And to make your education complete, here's the answer to our brain teaser. Do they have a 4th of July in England? Of course they do. It comes between the 3rd and the 5th of July. Anyone for you, Safi? As we look in on the Coopers once again, Liz is busy rehearsing the part of the lead in the women's club play. She knows it almost perfectly. In fact, the only thing she doesn't know is that the club decided to do a different play. It's the night before the play opens, and Mr. Atterbury drops by the Coopers while Iris is at rehearsal. Mr. Atterbury. George, boy. <laughs> Come in. Oh, gee, I'm glad you're here. Oh, what's wrong? Well, it's Liz. She's acting very weird. With Liz, how can you tell? <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know that play at the women's club? Know it. Iris has the male lead. The male lead? Well, it was part talent and part the fact that they had a size 42 suit and Iris was the only one who could fill it. <laughs> but uh, go on about Liz. Iris asked me about her this morning. She's called her three or four times, but Liz won't talk to her. Well, wait a minute. I'll let you hear for yourself. She's in the den. Hmm? Here, now, now, come over here and listen. Very well. Oh, lucky take up yon drawbridge. Death to the invaders of Dunstan Castle. See what I mean? What's she doing? Who knows? <laughs> Ever since they turned her down, she's been talking in that strange language. Good boy. <laughs> Unleash your arrows. He who strikes the enemy strikes a blow for freedom and the queen. Clang, clang. Gadzooks, gadzooks. Take that. Hooray. There, touche. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. They're falling back. Now she's doing that mob scene again. Gad. And I do mean Zooks. <laughs> Odd Bodkins! Odd Bodkins! Bodkins isn't the only one who's odd. <laughs> what do you think I ought to do? Well, uh, come over here. Come over here. Uh, the way I see it, George, to compensate for the fact that she wasn't chosen, she's identified herself with the character in the play. In fact, temporarily, she is that character. Well, that could be, but uh, what can I do about it? Well, I think she'll snap out of it as soon as the play's over. Yeah, but what do we do meanwhile? We'll have to humor her. Talk like she talks, in other words, play her game. Well, uh... Here she comes. Now lay it on thick. Pony! A fair damsel approaches. I will joust with thee to see who wins her hand. Huh? <laughs> 
Hold thy tongue, Violet. Fellas. Have no fear, my lady. I shall dispatch this knave in a trice. Sound, villain! I'll run thee through! <laughs> Lords, I must needs step into the hall to use the telephone which hath not yet been invented. We await you, gracious lady. Your servant. And by yon way, methinks thee two are nuttier than fruitcakes. <laughs> Katie. Yes, Mrs. Cooper. George and Mr. Atterbury were just kidding me in old English. They must have overheard me rehearsing. Oh, I hope they haven't guessed what I'm up to. I hope not. Have you figured out which of Marge Van Tassel's legs you're going to break? I'm going to be much subtler than that, Katie. I just read in the morning paper where Marge's husband, Chuck Van Tassel, is out of town at a convention. Katie, I have a plan. I figured you would. I'm going to call her right now. You know, I hate myself for doing this to an old friend. But my career has to come first. Hello? Is this Sheridan Falls, A.M. Dyer's 7 Yes, it is. I have a long-distance call for this number. One moment, please. <laughs> Go ahead, New York. Hello, Mrs. Van Tassel? Yes? I have a message from uh, Mr. Charles Van Tassel. Yes? Uh, Chuck said, uh, Mr. Van Tassel said he won't be home for a couple of days. <laughs> Chuck. Uh, Mr. Van Tassel said to tell you he'll be hung over, held over. <laughs> on business. Yes, monkey business. Are you sure you're the telephone operator? What's your name? Goodbye. Let me speak to that big rat. No, I can't, honey. I'm down at the theater, and I got to go on now. Okay, fellas, blow up the bubble. <laughs> You're a stinker like me. <laughs> Lay out my Lady Genevieve costume, Katie. I'll wear it under my coat tonight until it's time for me to make my dramatic debut. I wonder what's the matter. The curtain should have gone up 15 minutes ago. I can't imagine. Honey, aren't you warm? Mm. Uh, don't you want to take your coat off? Oh, no, I'm quite comfortable, thank you. Oh, but it's so warm in here. <laughs> what did you do, Liz? Forget to put your dress on? <laughs> You'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. I'm sorry to announce that this evening's performance will have to be canceled. Oh. Oh. Mrs. Marge Van Tassel, our leading lady, has been suddenly called out of town. Too bad. Gee, that's a shame. Poor Marge. So, the cast extends its regrets, and your money will be refunded at the box office. Keep your seats, everybody. Liz. Mrs. Cooper, what's the meaning of this? Mr. Martin, the evening is saved. I have been studying the leading role, and I am prepared to step into the part. Are you serious? Never more serious. After all, Mr. Martin, in the grand tradition of the theater, the show must go on. Please, 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 no applause. I'm only doing this for my dear friend, Marge. 
Liz, do you know what you're doing? Certainly, George. I've been studying this play all week. Here, here's the script. If I forget, you can prompt me. Okay. Good luck, honey. Thanks. I'm coming, Mr. Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, the curtain will go up in just a few minutes. Oh, Mrs. Cooper, you're a lifesaver. Thank you. Mr. Atterbury, look at the program. What play are they doing tonight? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, the Trial of Susan Hathaway. <laughs> Not the Milkmaid's Dilemma? Oh, no, no, they changed from that play. This is a modern murder story. Oh, no. Liz has learned the wrong play. Oh, George. <laughs> I wouldn't miss this for anything. Well, you won't have long to wait. There goes the curtain. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I will prove to you, without a shadow of a doubt, that Susan Hathaway is guilty of murdering her husband and must be forced to pay the free penalty. <laughs> I call Susan Hathaway... To the witness chair. Susan Hathaway? <laughs> Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you? Yay, verily. Now, <laughs> uh, uh, will you kindly tell the court your name? Odd Bodkin. Ah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I must remind the court that Susan Hathaway's maiden name was Susan Osbuckin. <laughs> now, tell the court in your own words what happened on the night of September 12th. We laid siege to Dunstan's castle? Liz, <laughs> <laughs> those aren't the right lines. They're the only ones I know. Well... We'll try to make some sense out of it. Yeah, yeah. Miss Hathaway! Miss Hathaway! <laughs> On that fateful night, what did you say to your husband? Hark! Hark? And what did he say to you? I see. 
He shot flaming arrows into your parapet and this burned you up. <laughs> and so, you whipped out the revolver and killed him. Nay. <laughs> you took a knife from the table and stabbed him. Nay. Well, tell me, how did you finally kill him? I poured burning oil down his moat. <laughs> Century. Okay, okay. Cookie, uh, how did he kill this knave? I took out my rod and let him have it. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, uh, where did you shoot him? Right between a dungeon and a drawbridge. Whatever made me think I was an actress anyway. And I even talked about going to Hollywood. How foolish can you get? Come on, Ed. Don't, don't you want to look at the review in the paper? Oh, no. I know what it'll say. It'll say I was awful. Don't even read it. Oh, now, don't be silly. Let's take a look. Oh. Hmm. What? Well, I'll be done. Well, don't keep me in suspense. Here, read it for yourself. Uh, a new star was born at the community theater last night. Liz Cooper displayed comic talent rarely seen on the local board. This reporter has never laughed so hard. And I predict a brilliant future for her as a comedian. Well... There now, don't you feel better? I certainly do. <laughs> Let's go to bed. You've had a big day. George. Yes? When I get to Hollywood, should I get a swimming pool right away or wait a while? My Favorite Husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. 